What's up, team human slash alien? <laughs> Welcome to Just Say Fuck, the podcast. We're here to play on your mirror neurons and grant an unlimited permission to be human, to say hard things, and while we're at it, to... Just say fuck. This is the beginning of a project that we've been pushing off for a while, and in the spirit of winging it, we're going to take you down a road of rabbit holes, uncomfortable science, psychedelics, and all the things fringe. Lots of F-bombs. Lots of F-bombs. We are... Jesse. And Coulter. We're going to bring you this potentially useless information, simply agitate you to the point that you say fuck, or we're going to inspire you to change your life. Maybe some days, all three? Mm-hmm. We'll do all three of them. It sounds like a pretty good last minute intro yeah, that we wrote. We just wrote that right now. Awesome. <laughs> Let's get started. All right. We're excited to be here. We are. We are. Because I think we can all agree 2020 is just a massive dumpster fire. It is a raging dumpster fire. Raging dumpster fire. Yes. It's an attack on many fronts. It is. Not the least of which, in fact, the most concerning is the attack on free speech. Right. So we find ourselves in the podcast realm, which is the last frontier for free speech. I think it is. Still, it's like radio used to be that thing, and it still kind of is, but there's so much politicized stuff on radio that now it's podcast. Like that's where everybody's going to start speaking truth and talking about things that matter. It's where the fucking cool kids are. Right? So let's talk a little about some of the things we're going to talk about. Can intro to the podcast. What are we going to be talking about? What are some of the things we're going to break down for people at the beginning here? Not all inclusive because it'll morph. Yeah. Like you said in the intro, play on mirror neurons. We're going to say hard things. As 2020 has shown us, it's a time for difficult conversations and cancel culture and change cannot coexist. So we've got to open the door and lay a foundation to start talking about some of these uncomfortable things, right? And so we're going to, we're probably going to fuck it up a little bit. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, you should hear us. We have like little blooper reels already that we've started to create. <laughs> we'll throw some out there one day. But in we'll truth, do. yeah, we've created a world where it's dangerous to speak. But you can see with everything going on around us that it's even more dangerous not to, to play on some Jordan Peterson. So sure. we're going to, like I said, start those heart conversations and... We were talking about this, too, about critical thinking, and that's one of the first conversations we even had, I think, was around critical thinking and how we just were not actually spending the time thinking about where the answers are coming from and where all the information is coming from and what's the source and what's the actual intention of the source. Yeah, we're just swallowing things or just taking things way too easily for granted. And it's unfortunate, but things aren't worth knowing anymore unless they've been investigated. We're reaching a time where, <laughs> where uh, so true. we can no longer trust our experts. Right. And I, I remember when you're a kid, you kind of look up to adults and adults are the people that you get information from. They teach you, you know, like a parent or somebody who teaches you not to touch the stove because it burns you or teach you to not run out in the street or whatever. And you learn all these things and you, you could into intuitively pick them up and you could go and experience them but we, we need to start touching stoves we just stop like. because <laughs> the children are now the adults the adults have fucked it all up we need to take over from the people we thought were adults right. and and now know. the adults are the media and we're still the children and we're just consuming yes. all the data and we're not asking any questions and we're not saying hey like you can feel it right so talk a little bit about that because one of the things you brought up with me was that truth has vibration right truth has 
Yeah, so let's touch on, real quick, let's touch on permission. So one of the things we want to do is, what's the Glennon Doyle quote we were talking about? It's right here. Well, we changed it a little bit. So every time you fail to speak your truths, you steal permission from the people around you to speak theirs. And you and I were talking about starting this podcast. One of the things you've expressed is you feel like you need permission to do things, especially, gosh, here in Salt Lake, where I just said gosh on a podcast called (laughs) Just Say Fuck. But it's a big, giant shame snuggie here. And it's the, I call it the (laughs) land of the trapped throat chakra. No offense, Salt Lake. I love you dearly. But there's a lot of that going on. And we want to play on your mirror neurons and be the catalyst for other people to feel permission to speak their truths. Because if you don't speak up, we're not going to affect any change in the world and your body's going to start speaking for you. We'll learn more about that later. But we've reached a time where we can't trust our experts. We've got two decades of compromised experts, doctors, journalists, politicians, professors as a product of this, like growth at any cost, growth over truth and profit over people. And somewhere the truth has gotten lost in everything and people are starving for truth. So playing back on that permission thing, people are really starving to hear the truth. And that truth builds trust. And that's the thing that we talked about from the very beginning here. Truth builds trust. The more I speak into that Glennon Doyle quote, when I fail to speak that to you, our trust factor goes down because now you don't trust that I'm going to tell you things, even if they're hard things, even if they're things you don't want to hear. I've had people tell me so many things over the past year that I just, they're hard to hear. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. Meeting like, that ego, man. Yeah. And it just pushes you right oh, into hey. an arena where it's like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm totally in the wrong or I'm totally out in left field. And facing that is tough. More than that, though, is having the person talk about it and state their truth. I think like I wasn't giving them permission. And so when I started giving people permission to do it, it started to open them up to give permission. And it is hard. And they are hard conversations. When you give people permission to tell the truth, they're not going to say things that you like sometimes. But fucking tiptoeing around in shame snuggies is so annoying. Like, I can't anymore. Let's just get gnarly and say (laughs) the fucked up things and, you know, and do the work to be able to hear them and to have that radical self-awareness and that radical accountability that really the people around us deserve if we all want to have a meaningful life. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to get in a little bit more personal on this one. So tell me more, a little bit more about your truth. I think there's, there's a story that people need to hear as far as just, and this is that part where talking about things and talking about vulnerable things and talking about real truth in your life. That's one of the things that really attracted me to Jesse is just like, she just spoke her truth and she said things in front of other people that I was like, wow, that's really private. And she wasn't afraid of it. It was unapologetic. I want them to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna lower the vibe for a minute. So I am a sibling suicide survivor. My only sibling, my brother killed himself when he was 13. I was 14. I was home. I found him. We had just relocated to Texas from Colorado. We'd only been there a month. We had no friends or family around. This was 1996, back when nobody talked about suicide. Suicide was Fight Club. Didn't talk about suicide. Religion still condemned it. And so it was really difficult. I had a really picture perfect life before that. It was just the four of us. I don't have any other siblings. So my mom and my dad, my brother and me. And it was a hard thing to go through. And given that he barely 13 years old, I didn't see it as something was wrong with him. I saw it as something is wrong with the world. If there's a world that makes a 13 year old 
want to end their lives. Something is wrong. We're living wrong. And I still see it that way. So I went through really two decades of my own suicidality, which we know now is a byproduct of a sibling suicide survivor. You're three times more likely than a normal person to want to kill themselves, whatever a normal person is. And so I fucked my way through my early 20s and made a lot of mistakes and then found all my validation and achieving and just have made all these mistakes along the way. And what I've realized is that as sentient conscious beings, Mm -hmm. we need truth to survive. Truth is primal to our existence. And we're not in a suicide epidemic. These suicides aren't speaking about the individuals. It's a message to the collective saying that we're living wrong. It's not a suicide epidemic. It's a shame epidemic. We built this shame-based culture where vulnerability is bad. People can't speak their truths. We're emotional toddlers. We're not taught to deal with our emotions. I can't talk about suicide because it makes me feel uncomfortable. So don't talk about it, Jesse. I know. Right? Well, or or people are like, if you start talking about it, it's going to make other people want to do well i still need to heal and when i started having beer accessible in the grocery store makes kids more prone to drink beer yes put it behind a curtain and they won't want it that fucking works yeah that doesn't Mm -hmm. they're gonna get it yeah i remember talking to my kids and being like hey i need to get some weed so can you get it for me (laughs) and how quickly right right and And they were like good right yeah right right now (laughs) not swag like are are you being serious or is this a test and i was like no i'm serious like could you get it right now? And they're like, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, you're not going to stop it. You can throw everybody in jail. It doesn't matter. You're, they're going to get it. Well, and also, it's a medicine. I bought my, my kid was like 10 when I started talking to him about it, but I bought him like this book that's for toddlers that talks about how it's a plant. And <laughs> like, it was just like, here's the truth. Here's the mainstream narrative and here's the actual truth, exactly. right? And I'm going to educate you the right way so that you know how to deal with it responsibly when it comes up. Right. But when I started having the conversation about suicide, about my own suicidality with people, more than half could relate to suicide on some level and these weren't conversations that they would have had if other people were in the room or if their relatives were around or their friends but in just speaking with me they were comfortable because of permission because I was speaking to my own experience and I still experience suicidality whenever some days I'm just like fuck I don't know if I want to fucking be here anymore this year is a shit show (laughs) the dumpster fire that is 2020 has made me question my existence at times and to me that's just a cue where I need to start biohacking and neurohacking my way back into health I need to start living better I need to all the things that will get into to later down the road. Right. And that's one of the things it's hard to, okay, so for me, it's hard for me to admit to the idea that, that I have felt that way. Right. Sure. So I've had those moments. Absolutely. I've had those moments where I'm like, what is this all about? Like, what's the purpose of all this? Like just going down the laundry yeah. list of like, you have those moments where you're just like, meh, yeah. whatever, <laughs> like whatever wheel. happens, yeah. happens, you know, I'm going to drive really fast tonight. And if I get an accident, mm-hmm. like that kind of behavior starts to become a thought pattern and it's okay. And that's the thing about it. like, I've talked to a lot of people where it's like, have you ever had suicidal thoughts? And people hesitate to say that because they feel like they're going to put on like, we're going to put them on a watch list or something, or but, we're going to shame them. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's a normal thought. I've had police show up at my house before because I made a video. And I basically just spoke to it, not in a way that said I'm suicidal. <sighs> it was after a really tough breakup. And I put out a vulnerable video. And I was like, I'm going to do this to show people like, look, I'm hurting right now. I need you community. I'm good. In a couple months down the road, I'll be stronger from this. This is what I'm supposed to go through. And God, I had no idea what I was about to go through, but (laughs) fuck, it was, I mean, that was Hero's journey, but it was the catalyst for amazing change in my life. But I had people call the cops when I put out really just a vulnerable video being truthful about it, which we need to change that conversation. And then we need to get to the point of talking about how being human is hard. And here's the thing, when human beings believe their lives, 
lives are sacred. They don't end them. Right. And part of this broken information ecology, we're going to make you literate, guys. <laughs> yeah. So just so FYI, we've used the word ecology a few times, mirror neurons. We'll get into <laughs> parasympathetic and lots of other big terms. If you don't know them, then we invite you to go and educate yourself on what those are. Go but look we'll them up. drop a bunch of F-bombs in between. Sure. We'll say fuck a lot. We'll make it funny. But yeah. in reality, we all need newspapers are written to an eighth grade reading level. And most people have a difficult time getting through an actual, not that I advocate reading fucking newspapers, but most people have a tough time swallowing all of that. And it's time that we level ourselves up and increase our vocabulary. Our evolution is tied to understanding our biology a little bit better. The advances we have made, so neuroscience, neuroplasticity, we've learned more about the brain in the last five years than we have in the last 5,000 in a time where a lot of people, one, information is abundant. With, with the internet, we have information at scale and it's tough. And that's nutty. What you just said, like what we've learned in the past five years that we haven't known for 5,000 years, that's the advancement we're making and who knows about it? Yeah, unless you're self-studying, unless you're self-learning, yeah. you're not learning about it because mainstream science is a lot like mainstream media. Everything mainstream has a narrative that either it's pushed by a money-making agenda or a control agenda or some agenda that isn't your agency, that doesn't want to empower you. So that's also why podcasts are the final free speech frontier. They're harder to control. So we're going to take advantage of that and bring some really rad information that's really empowering and try to make it digestible for you guys. Well, and something you said earlier too, information is not worth knowing unless it's research, right? Unless you actually investigate mm-hmm. it, get down to where is it really coming from and then asking all the hard questions around what are these people trying to accomplish with this? What's their intention with putting this information out in the world? And when I consume it, what do they want me to do? Because everybody wants you to do something with information. We want you to do something with the information that we're going to bring to you. And our yeah. intention is... Well, I, know, I mean, I want you to do whatever you want with it, but I want right. you to empower yourself to to understand that there's more to this life and that your life is sacred. And But I think maybe to preface this also, I speak from experience by having participated in a mainstream narrative in an industry. So I opened my business because mm-hmm. I was the president of a state association and I lobbied in Washington, D.C. for five years on behalf of consumers and fought against a really bad idea that I have no idea who the fuck idea it was, but I watched how easy it was to trickle down this narrative through the whole entire industry at every level from Washington, D.C. to managers down to the actual loan officers and then down to the consumers and saw how much it was really ripping off. I mean, government borrowers, veterans and FHA borrowers mainly, but also conventional borrowers in certain channels. And it was so easy to get, and these aren't bad people that exist in this tetrahedron. (laughs) Yep, there it is. Another word to look up on. (laughs) (laughs) dictionary.com. It's very easy to package an idea with a bow at the top. And because of the compartmentalization of information and how it just exists in different spaces, it's easy to put a pretty bow on a bad idea and get everybody to think it's a good one and to go along with it. We basically have a whole industry that's bribing people and it's fine. And my industry is not alone. There are so many industries. I think we all know what goes on in the pharmaceutical industry. We all know. Isn't that crazy? Ridiculous. Like think about how you know that. You know that. Yeah. Like you just, well, here's another word gnostically that's like gnostically <laughs> gnostic is one of my vocabulary words now because of jesse so just gnosis just it starts with a know. g look it up it is yeah g-n-o-s-i-s once you go gnosis you never go back right mm-hmm. it's intuition you know things understanding you know in inside of you it just comes out of you and you know it you can call it your gut we call it a lot of different things to give it some meaning to or some shape we have discounted intuition as a faculty you know we put so much emphasis on our tangible faculties the, the things we can physically experience 
experience the world with. And there is a whole facet of higher faculties that are fucking magical, parapsychological. Right. <laughs> We're going to normalize that. And pretty soon, intuition will become science. We'll be able to talk about the field of information between all of us. There's going to be a lot of discussion about the field, y'all. So the Force is with us. Star Wars fans are going <laughs> to really geek out on that one. You're all going to be Jedis by the time you're done exactly. listening to this fucking podcast. But I think it's interesting, too, where you were talking about it's we're at a we're in a war for awareness there is a war going on for your awareness unless you are aware of it you are losing yeah, yeah. i think it's important that you know if you think that you are getting the news from facebook or your google feed you need to understand that these algorithms are decided by ai bots that the same technology that beat gary kasparov at chess gary kasparov is better at chess than you are at anything that most people are at anything right. and it's designed to feed you information that is confirmation bias it can determine your beliefs by your mouse hovers by a couple hundred likes. You know what the crazy part about that is too is like we were talking about that. It can determine your behavior better than your spouse. After a couple right? hundred likes. After a couple of minutes of you cruising through Facebook or Instagram or wherever, it's picking up on everything. It can sway an election. It can. There's been studies done about how Facebook can totally fuck up your mood, totally fuck up your day. Yeah. Like it is proven over and over and over again. Our opinions have been given to us for at least 12 years. And that's a thing. So right now, agency is the most important thing we can exercise any information we consume we need to question it and determine the agency behind it who is the agent behind that information you know you talk about this a lot what is their end game what is their goal what do they want you to do what do they want you to purchase right or believe we're so divide and conquer right we are divided as fuck on so many issues fucking math fucking social issues and the conversations around the social and environmental issues are over politicized and under moralized and until we become team human and start being able to say fucking hard things to each other without this cancel culture fuck you i'm done with you vibe we're not gonna fix shit yeah and i think a lot of that comes into we were talking about this earlier too about you call it rewilding yes that's a big thing and for me i always considered it reconditioning rewilding is more like the jesse free spirit thing deconditioning um deconditioning yeah Yeah. (laughs) deconditioning see we fuck up all right (laughs) being human is hard conditioning but deconditioning has been a theme in my life for a very long period of time and that's i think what even brought jesse into my life and a bunch of people around her where that deconditioning is really hard work. It's not something where it just happens because you say, well, I'm just going to decondition myself from whatever, pick something. Uh, It's not like, oh, I'm just going to turn off the news now and all of a sudden you're deconditioned. Like that program is built into your head. It's like software that's been installed into your brain. It's your identity. Yeah, and it's there whether you know it or not. Oh, we got into this the other other day about us. Like the coolest part about humans is that we, you posted about this, about how we develop a mind not just oh yeah subconscious and conscious and how we develop an actual the frontal cortex the conscious part of our brain is actually the last part of our brain to evolve most other mammals etc i don't want to say beings they operate off the subconscious and we operate 95 percent off the subconscious by the time we're 35 we are all conditioning almost (laughs) we are on auto fucking pilot it is it is 95 percent subconscious by the time you're 35 years old and our whole identity is built into that and what we don't necessarily realize is that our suffering also lies in that conditioning. That's where our shame exists. That's why we're afraid to speak up. That's why we're afraid to speak our truths and say hard things and ask hard questions. And the dumpster fire that is 2020 has brought up just a whole slew of weird shit. It's basically a mind field. Mind field? (laughs) It's a mind field and a mind field field of rabbit holes. Pick a rabbit hole to fall down and there's a million things that you can trip into and have a very polarizing conversation about because the second you bring it up, people want to throw 50 fucking news 
articles in your face right. or they have a dissenting opinion based on information they haven't looked into or studied. And a lot of it's just conditioned based on our ideologies, based on our allegiances, based on wherever we've handed away our agency to. And when we do that, we're giving away our power. And by getting rid of some of those beliefs, and that's my goal is to get rid of all my fucking conditioning. I didn't have a lot of conditioning in the first place. When my brother killed himself, I was like, uh, we've just built a thing that sucks. And so let's undo it. Let's all just love ourselves so we're not so fucking shitty to each other. I wanted to like go around in schools and speak that when I was which 14. Are, which I know at 14, that's a big deal. Nobody I mean, gave a fuck. Nobody wanted well, no. <laughs> but my point is like that you were aware at that age. Like I wouldn't, I don't know what I would have done. Clearly I can't go back and pretend like I know what I would do either. But 14, knowing that you wanted to go out and like start a public campaign against insecurity is the stem of everything that's wrong with the world i determined when i was 14 years old and i had to like fall into the insecurity trap wholly for two decades before i circled back around to that and really embraced it again and realized it really is the stem of everything that's wrong with the world once i embraced vulnerability it became my superpower we'll get into my teeth in another episode but when i started talking about my brother's suicide talking about my own suicidality talking about my teeth things that i had honestly been suicidal over i found so much power in it because nobody loved me any less nobody gave a shit really they were just like you know what that's fucking cool that you can sit there and talk about that shit and then people wanted to be around me more it's when people say you're magnetic you're not fucking magnetic you just know how to tell the fucking truth and you know how to say hard things and i think it's a muscle you build once you start doing it it gets easier and easier every time and you kind of jump off of that Brene Brown calls it a vulnerability hangover I always called it jumping off a vulnerability clip and you kind of want to hide in a closet for like two (laughs) days but people around you will surprise you with how compassionate they can be and there's a couple people that'll fucking suck and those are people that really have work to do usually right yeah don't take it personally yeah but I think it's interesting too because it gives one of the things we get very early is we get all the answers given to us which starts to build that programming and we get people telling us the answers to the question of like you found your brother dead and it's like dude someone told you how you're supposed to react to that at some point everybody god well yeah everybody was like be strong for your parents now and so really what i did was shut off all my feelings pretend i was fine so that i could take care of my parents who were fucking zombies and then i in a way i was kind of abandoned sorry mom and dad if you're listening to this we've had this conversation and like (laughs) i don't blame them at all they had to go through their thing i had to go through mine and i wouldn't fucking be what i am had i not gone through all of that i don't it's hard to say i wouldn't bring my brother back if i could like i don't know that i want to word it like that but i wouldn't trade what i've been through and what i've gone through like i'm a fucking phoenix and a couple times over suffering drives you deeper and you get to know yourself and once you do that and once you embrace these truths you can start embracing some of this uncomfortable science and there's so many industries right now that are coming together to say a similar thing universal consciousness co-creation and that'll be a big topic of this podcast eventually because that's where we do determine that our lives are sacred but frontier science is telling us a new human story that should be revolutionizing everything that we do if we could get the money making out of it and we could start really understanding our biology and our neurology and and what it means to live in coherence with the planet and what the native frequencies of the planet mean to our neurology and our biology (laughs) everything would fucking change our societies would change our medicine would change our work structure would change our self-care would change our self-images would change and the way we treat each other would change we would be team fucking human yeah not like white people black people all the other people and i i'm gonna fuck some things up guys so i you know (laughs) if you're easily offended you're not listening to this podcast that's yeah. why we well you'll it. stop after this one at least <laughs> so 
sayonara. Just say fuck. But yeah, that piece of it, I think, is one of the biggest things we want to just raise the consciousness awareness of, look, I've had conversations with a lot of people about about things that are really controversial. I had a conversation on, and I did this, uh, I do a lot of social experimentation, and I did this kind of social experiment on Facebook one day and got into a conversation. I said, hey, let's have a conversation. By the way, if this is upsetting to you or if you want to attack or you don't want to have a real dialogue, then just shut it down now and let's not do it because I want to have a dialogue and a conversation. Mm -hmm. And we had a conversation about it and people kept coming in and they wouldn't even read what we had written in the conversation we'd had. Mm -hmm. They would just come in and attack. And it's so interesting to me that when you start to talk about things and you start to dialogue, there's always those people that just haven't, haven't evolved to the point where they want to have a conversation. Yeah. And when you look at the law of resonance, the law of attraction, you calling out whatever you're living in. So if you're living in fear and you're reading all these articles and it always drives me nuts when people like, let's just use the COVID example. I've been underwriting COVID. So in addition to my lobbying in DC experience and really witnessing firsthand all the levels of that broken information ecology and how a bad narrative can be spread to an entire industry and they could be convinced to do it. Wait, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> you, were going, you were going to the COVID example. I'm sure you were getting oh, to so, Oh, so, but. okay. So let's add some more credentials. So I've basically been underwriting at a very high level for over a decade before I opened my company. So I've had a lot of experience discerning information. Borrowers fucking suck at giving you solid documentation to prove things to, right. to an underwriter, right? At a government acceptance level. So I'm good at discerning information. I've sort of been underwriting COVID and underwriting the numbers. And it drives me nuts when people will send me news articles and shit. I'm like, I'll pick up a biology book, dude. Right. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit what whatever news the she agency said, this said to me actually she was like pick up a biology book dude yeah I was like, mm, i've been studying quantum physics for fucking fun since last year like i yeah you don't hear that every day. To do that no I'm i hope we hear that a lot nerd. more is you know that people are actually picking up on it but for sure so what have you found out the, the base level of information that we're so we talked earlier about how we've got really two generations of experts that we can't trust and they're dictating our lives right now they're telling us what to put on our faces they're shutting down our businesses they're telling us where we can go and when they're telling us how far away to be from each other they're telling us how many of us can be in a room and it's, honestly it's a fucking joke the virus can travel forward but not sideways and it's okay to protest social issues but you're going to catch covid if you protest stay at home orders and it's just this misinformation disinformation whether it's intentional whether it's just the biggest epic journalistic failure on the planet so my favorite thing we all know is electromagnetic frequencies and 5g <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you go to it, those emfs yeah but that's been you know she actually and there, has a detector by the way just so everybody's aware two <laughs> fucking two detectors two of them and i have to go around her house sometimes and like <laughs> there's something there's something wrong it's with also this a corner ghost of detector. my <laughs> so we can go find ghosts oh, which will be fun yeah there yeah. are ghosts in there anyway Tracy, continue. That one's for you. yeah emfs well and so to see the media treats 5g like fight club right what's the first rule of 5g you can't talk about, talk about 5G. <laughs> what's the second rule of 5g <laughs> can't fucking talk about 5G. but <laughs> really five. we're electromagnetic beings walking around in a field of electromagnetic energy and that's why eegs ekgs that's why defibrillators work they shock your heart back into coherence we're able to live by a coherent heartbeat but yet they're saying that that's not going to impact our biology when all of our biology operates by communicating coherently with the information in our environment the native electromagnetic frequencies of the earth right. sorry nerd now 
that, you know, and that was basic information for any journalist to go do like that non-native electromagnetic frequencies are harmful, not only to our human biology, they're harmful to our entire ecology. And the results are devastating. Meaning, Ask the bees. Meaning plants. Yes. And trees <laughs> and bees. Animals. The environmental ecology. Yeah. 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 There's also an information ecology, which is broken. More importantly to us, I think information ecology being broken is a huge topic. Yeah. So I think you brought up earlier how truth has a vibration and we need to start fucking listening to the people saying hard things. We need to start listening to the fringe people who have no agenda, who are coming out and they're willing to dissent against the norm to say the hard thing to get us to listen. We need to be able to ask questions. We need to be able to have discussions instead of just swallowing this base level of information. We're looking at COVID. We have so many other, I don't know, I don't know the actual numbers. Millions of people have died because of the supply chains that we shut down and the other decisions that we made in other countries. So we don't give a fuck. We're just, we're here in America so that we could save people from COVID. And when we're looking at that, when we're looking at these people making these decisions, these experts dictating our lives, you know, what was the real reason for doing that? Is it worth sacrificing hundreds of thousands of people for tens of thousands for COVID? Are we just protecting political agendas at that point? Are we afraid of how we're going to look? Is that reputational instead of actual humanitarian good decision making? We've got a war on sense making. Rebel Wisdom is a community that I am about to join that I've gotten really into some of their conversations. And they are, they're a group of people having difficult conversations that if we don't allow, we need to be able to bring people to the table and have a safe container for them to have these discussions. Because if we right. brought in all these industries, if we brought in the ancient geologists, the epigeneticists, the neuroscientists, the psychedelics community, the holistic psychologists, the quantum biologists, the quantum physicists, the, you know, all these fringe people, the, the yogis, anybody studying ancient cultures, there's been a lot of ancient history that's been deprived of us. We've been taught fucking microwave bullshit in school. We literally go to school for 12 years to learn like 26 fucking letters of the easiest language and memorize a bunch of bullshit and memory is not intellect. You know, I'm tangenting, but... No, no. <laughs> you're just rabbit holing. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Like, Here we go. But it's good. This is the kind of information that we want to get into and this is the kind of discussion we need to be having because yeah. it's, like you said, it's a war on... Sense-making. Sense-making. And truth it's has like, a vibration. We've got to get... feel it. It's not... What do you call that? Fru-feed, flu-feed. Intuition. I always call it getting all esoteric about things. It's Woo-woo. like... Woo-woo. There yeah. you go. <laughs> it's not woo-woo that your biology interacts with electromagnetic waves and and you're part of the planet and the earth and everything else. You're not a tree hugger because you say that. You're no. you're human and you are part of the earth as a human. And that's not it's not up for debate. When you like, think about the Big Bang, that's real. Yeah, we all came from the same thing. And right. our whole body operates off its ability to coherently communicate with the field. Our thyroid gland is the data center for our bodies, interpreting the information externally and internalizing it so that we can operate in coherence. And coherence is, so for those of you that don't know what coherence is, coherence is like a, you can't see what I'm doing, but it's a smooth wave, like up and down, even smooth wave, not all erratic and crazy, like bing, 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 but smooth wave. (laughs) We should put some theme music to this for sure. I think there's going to be some theme music. We should have, we should have recorded and filmed this. Well, and the same thing works for a population. So divide and conquer. Division is incoherence. And when we're not in coherence, we're not going to be able to affect any kind of change. We're going to be so busy fighting each other that we're not going to be paying attention to who we're being conquered by. We're so fractured and compartmentalized and divided and pissed off about shit that 
I don't want to say fuck your feelings. Sorry if I hurt your feelings, but also fuck your feelings a little bit. Some of it is somebody else's agenda or is being fed to us for another agenda or it's something that we deeply need to consider. And those are really uncomfortable conversations, like breaking down things like maybe maybe we shouldn't get into this in the (laughs) first part. Let's dip a toe. (laughs) But, you know, talking about conspiracy theories and tin hats. But one, why can't we break this down? Why can't we break this footage down and see what's really going on? Because we should be team human. We're both being played by the same entity potentially. And that should be something worth looking into. That should be something worth investigating to us right. because we want to love each other. It's like the basics of negotiation where you, you go in the negotiation to find common ground. And that's where media and all these things don't want you to find common ground. They don't want you to be on the same side, even though you might believe the same things and have the same common, like this is our end goal. We all want to get to here. And it, it doesn't matter that I believe this way or that way. If the end goal is that, then let's all go there. But they want to keep that divisiveness and that derision between us to say, nope, you can't be together. And I'll be a little pungent about it and say, you've got to be six feet apart. And that narrative is so, it's, it's primal. Like you think about that distancing you make people do, and you're also distancing minds. Like if I can't physically connect with people and actually hold their hand and touch them and say, hey, we're on the same team here. That's the barrier. That's the, <laughs> I don't want to say the wall because that has so much political connotation to it. But that's the barrier we're putting up between each other when we could be moving all in the same. And that's why I think 2020 might be a dumpster fire. But that's, Necessary. we can drive this thing into something that actually changes things for good if we choose not to be sheep right Not for good or bad is not what i mean i mean like for good like for final like (laughs) right to where we can evolve we can evolve past some of the things that have been plaguing us for so long one of my favorite sayings is the sheep spends its whole life being afraid of the wolf meanwhile gets eaten by the shepherd like we got to stop being fucking sheep we got to think for ourselves life is meant to be lived joyously when you understand your biology you have an external protection system and an internal protection system and i won't go into that entirely right now but your biology responds your neurochemistry responds to how you're feeling. And if we can't choose to stop being sheep and empower ourselves with knowledge and to find joy in all of this and to not let ourselves get caught up in the, if the narrative is being handed to you, you should fucking question it. If your enemy is being handed to you and someone's saying, this is who you need to fear because of this, fuck you. Okay, let me see what this person's really doing. Like Bill Gates, he wants his hand in everything right now, right? He wants us vaccinated. He wants to be a technocrat, Monsanto and fucking pesticides and fucking seeds and all the fucking things he's into. If you're going to make all those decisions for my child, you're going to decide what it puts in its mouth, what you inject into it, about the air it breathes. I want to shake your hand. I want to know you. I want to feel your vibration. I want you to talk to me and explain to me why you're fucking qualified to do all that. You're a fucking computer nerd. I think that we need to exercise our agency on these things and stop just taking... That's the beautiful thing about this dumpster fire is we're burning shit that needed to be burned. Let it fucking burn. Let it burn. And did I bring up that Einstein quote that you can't... Mm -hmm. Uh, No, you not been the first okay so you can't solve a problem with the same level of consciousness that created it and we're not going to be able to fix these systems using these systems these systems aren't designed to be fixed within themselves we've got to start being creative and thinking outside the box and having people say hard things if you depending on what you believe we all came to this world with a fucking gift we came here with a purpose we came here with something to fucking do and our job is to forget all of our conditioning so that we can remember why we came here and if i've had parapsychological experiences that have helped me understand this and once you reach that state of no 
diagnosis. <laughs> what is it? Grind and aligned. You don't have to grind when you're you aligned. Don't have to grind when you're aligned. <laughs> but I mean, <clears throat> if you know your purpose, find your fucking Thor hammer and then show up with us and let's right. go hammer some shit. We've all got a Thor hammer. Go do something. There's something in on this earth that only you can do, and you are sacred. You're a sacred part of this, and we incarnated for fucking Hunger Games. So let's let's fucking go. <laughs> I think that's the end. I mean, I don't know how you top that. I don't know what else I could say after it. Bring your Thor hammer. It's Hunger Games. It's Hunger Games. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get into, we're going to get into all we're kinds of things. We're going to talk uncomfortable science. We're going to talk neurohacking. We're going to talk biohacking. We're going to break some of those things down. We're going to go down some rabbit holes and talk about uncomfortable ass shit. We're going to get into conspiracy theories. We're going to make you fucking uncomfortable and hopefully be a catalyst for some of these conversations to be able to be had outside of Coulter's house. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for your time. We, we fucking probably... appreciate we you. We do. We, we fucking do. love you. And we're excited to have you here. And we love you humans. And we love you aliens. I love aliens.